Welcome to the Chris and Company Show, episode 5, Hobbies and You. We're going to take a look at why it's okay to have hobbies and why everyone should have at least one, be it a hobby of reading, writing, coloring. We're going to look at why hobbies are important to us and important to the growth in our life. So with that, let's get into it. I was so I was on Google earlier looking at celebrities and CEOs and different people's hobbies and a lot of the big names that I could tell you have have really interesting hobbies some just read hike garden uh, Steve Wozniak of Apple likes to play Segway polo so ditch the horse grab Segway and play polo so hobbies they're not just something you do when you have free time they are something you do with your free time but In general, a hobby can make you a more interesting person. It can make you a more relaxed person. It can relieve stress, take like reading. You can just get into your book and just read and learn while you forget all the stresses of your day. Even your mental health can needs a hobby. I mean, if you just keep going and going and going and going and never stop and take a break and just pump the brakes in your life and just let your engines idle for a little bit, it'll be okay. You don't need to just run and go and go and go and go. And you need to sometimes just relax and take a break. Hobbies can also increase your interaction with people and the value that you bring to each other. So get socialization you can also get the benefit of mental health as we discussed earlier have lowers your anxiety lowers your stress help you cope with any kind of depression if you're depressed that from work had a bad day you come just relax now this isn't going to cure your depression this isn't medically proven so as i'm not a doctor and i'm not saying that it will cure your depression so let's just move on from that disclaimer and i found about 11 reasons why we should all have at least one hobby and here are the main advantages of having them it makes you more interesting i said that earlier people who have hobbies have experiences and stories that they can share with others you can literally bond over having a hobby and you can go when you go out you can talk to people about it and find other people that like your stuff and you can find a new friend who doesn't need a new friend but your your hobby can get you new interactions get you new networking so it it's a good thing to have so it makes you more interesting who doesn't want to be an interesting person who wants to be boring also get specialized knowledge from that if you have a topic that some people don't have you can help them so you're not only have using your hobby to help others and Putting other people's on the success steps that we talked about a couple podcasts ago, you also have an ability to help others, and helping others is amazing. It helps release stress because you're engaged in something you like to do. Now, if you have a hobby you don't like doing, consider switching it, unless it's like figuring out puzzles. I get that. I really enjoyed doing puzzles, and at one point in my life, bought a half a sheet of wood. And I put a massive 3,000-piece puzzle together on it. And it took six months, but it was 
fun because every day you come in from work and you say, I got to find these pieces that I'm looking for. And you go, 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 go. And you can only do it in certain light because some of the pieces were tinted differently, but they looked like the same color. And it was really like my brain got engaged. And so I was having a bad day. My brain focused off of the problems of work and focused on to something that really wasn't a problem. Like finding a puzzle piece isn't like life or death. So it was like, oh, my brain is working and, and it gets frustrating, but you like, it was a good frustration. You're like, okay, it's just a puzzle. I can put this away and walk away. So it's a good stress release. Hobbies will give you a way to take your mind off stress of everyday life. They let you relax and seek pleasure in activities that aren't associated with work, chores, or other responsibilities. Another advantage is they help you be patient. Patience is built through developing a new hobby there's going to be a learning curve so you're gonna you're not gonna be the best at it well maybe you might be i've known some people that can pick some stuff up and do it but but even in that there's a learning to it they may be good at it but they can learn to get better so there's a learning curve and that patience of finding the learning curve for that will steer you away from all the stress and everything else that's going on to be patient to figure out how you can even get better so even if you start out at the top there's always going to be someone better than you so you can strive to get better and better and better and figure out how to be more efficient in it so you can get more enjoyment out of your hobby while doing it for less which not always is a good thing to be doing a hobby of five hours you may not always have five hours and if you know it's going to take you five hours to do it and you only have two and a half if you can strive to get better at it then that's that's always a plus as well hobbies help your social life and creating a bond with others we've talked about the socialization something you can do with other people and you can join a club playing a league i know there's a lot of softball leagues for the for the older gentlemen and even women like to play it hey go out get a enjoy the fruits of the of your labor in sports and gardening clubs and poetry clubs and they're book clubs. I know, I know books are the thing of the past, but take your Kindle, go to a book club. I'm sure they have them. Even if it's a digital online Zoom book club, you can still socialize. And you can meet some cool people, make some hookups, and then maybe those people have some other cool hobbies that you could try. It increases your confidence and self-esteem. The odds are that if you can really enjoy an activity, you're pretty good at it. You can get pretty good at it. Any activity that you can excel in is an opportunity to build your confidence and develop your pride of your accomplishment. So basically, you get better as you get better at something, you see more success, just like in a success one. You can get up the rung, up another step, up another step, and you can help others get in the hobby. You go on the forums and you can be a help. You're the guy asking on the forum, oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? And then you see that and what helped you you can in turn help others, which can be a great hobby. It can help eradicate boredom. Nothing is worse than being bored for me. When I'm bored, I get into a lot, a lot of trouble. I'll either be in a good mood and bored, so I'll just start making stuff that my wife doesn't enjoy all the time because she's not on my funny bone level or if i'm bored and in a bad mood then i can just start fights or just be not very nice and just just to get my my brain into a con into a challenge because i really like challenges so when i'm bored i gotta put myself into challenges and not all bored not all challenges are good especially when i'm bored 
it's a great way to focus all that energy into something and it'll get you excited about something and you won't be bored it helps develop new skills and new skills can also help you down the road in in your job which your boss will probably like and you know who knows when down the future that hobby that you're doing could turn into some brand new opportunities for you which you might like it helps you increase your knowledge building new skills will also gain new knowledge through development of your hobby so take reading if you like reading get all kinds of books if you have a specific field of reading you like read those but don't just read about the same thing branch out into other fields that are close to that so a sub branch of that book the topic so if you're reading a and go a1 a2 something like that it's just really cool to to get even if you're never going to use it again why not it enriches your life to give you different perspective on things no matter what type of hobby you choose you'll definitely be exposed to new ideas hobbies help you grow in various ways including exposing you to new opinions and a new way of thinking of things if you're always stuck inside your own head you only have one opinion and while that's a great opinion to have sometimes we need the opinions of others to help form our opinion because i think i talked about it the crunchy and the creamy peanut butter if you don't like creamy and you want to but you don't understand why crunchy exists talk to a crunchy guy he likes a little bit of texture in his peanut butter maybe you didn't think of that now i know that's a basic example but you get what i'm saying it challenges you. When you pick a new hobby, you evolved in activities that are novel and challenging. New and challenging. And you're going to get that new, that new guy vibe. If you take like a martial arts, karate, taekwondo, kung fu, tai chi, MMA, jiu-jitsu, any of those, wrestling, anything, even if it's just boxing, even if it's taibo, you could be softball. It doesn't matter. It's going to challenge you to get better. First, if you, let's just take softball. There's a lot of softball leagues around here. So if you go and you've never played a day of baseball in your life, they're probably going to put you in right field. Why? Because not much happens in right field. You were that kid in Little League that played right field, weren't you? You watch the butterflies. You play with the little butterflies. The ball might come to you when there's, a, when there's someone at bat. I doubt it, but let's just go there. So you get better. You, you can swing the bat a little better. Soon... Joey, who plays center field, is out. He's on vacation, had to take his three kids to Hawaii with his wife. You're in center field now. You make an amazing grab. Why? Because you've been watching, you've been studying, you've been playing, you've been practicing. So that happens. The second baseman goes down. Now you're at second base because Joey's out, still on his trip, took a two-week vacation. You were sure of him in Hawaii, but you weren't. So now you're playing second base because Ray couldn't come because he has a work event. Because work is more important to Ray than second base. So, you're playing second base. You make some amazing digs. You make some amazing plays. You keep the burner. The catcher tries to throw him out. Can't do it. You stop the ball. So, now they see that, hey, this guy's making a better range of his talent. So, if I need him at second base, then I can play him at second base. But, most likely, you're going to be challenged. If you don't have a challenging hobby then that's okay. Maybe you don't want a challenge. Maybe your work is challenging enough and you just want a, a hobby that just zones you out so you can 
focus your mind on something else and that's fine but if you're looking for a challenge and your hobby isn't challenging you gotta find a new one okay last one we've got through all these 10 it helps prevent bad habits and wasting time there's an old saying idle hands are the devil's workshop if you have good hobbies to fill up your free time then you'll be less likely to spend on that time on wasteful negative activities if you have trouble finding a hobby look back as a kid as if you had hobbies try a few trial and errant if you want a hobby that will unplug you from your workday it's not an escape it's a way to unplug and recharge some people just like fun for the sake of fun because they say you should be doing this you should be doing work stuff. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. But sometimes having a hobby, doing something with someone else, just getting away from the grind of it all is an okay thing. I've had, I've been guilty of this with my wife. She wants to go do something and I've had a rough day, a rough week and I just want to sit on the couch and just sit on the couch and do nothing. But I get up and I go with her to the store and I do the same thing I do every time at the store. I challenge myself to see how many aisles I can get through that she's going to visit next and back to her before she realizes where I went. I think the max I got was like six, but she was really intense and looking for something that time, so it didn't really count. But when she's not really looking for something, I try and do it and see how it goes. It's really fun. It's a great hobby for me. It's not that I don't want to be with her, but when we go to the stores, she always looks for the same things, and I just go to the same aisles, and it's like a game of like hide-and-seek or something. How far away can you get without breaking the rope? So a blogger suggests asking yourself this question, this in-your-face question. It's a really in-your-face question. I was like, wow, when I read it. What is true about you today that would make your 8-year-old self cry? Meaning, what have you stopped doing just because it's not the adult thing to do or lucrative won't bring you in money? That's a very good question. You should ask yourself that. I mean, thinking of that made you forget about eating. Think about a thing that made you forget about eating. You know that you started to look up and say, whoa, it's been a long time. I'm not talking about watching TV or movies. I'm talking about when you get so engrossed into something and you're like, wow, you like a book. Take a book. We've all read a book. And we maybe we all haven't read a book. Maybe we have. But when you read that book and you look up and it's like two and a half hours later and it's dark and you're like, oh, that's why I could barely see the pages. Binging isn't the same thing. I'm talking about tasks, other things get lost. Five hobbies that will improve your health. And I'm really for serious on this. I looked it up. There's some compelling arguments for these. So whether you like that or not, leave in the comments if you think it, if they are, if you don't. Leave your own. Tell me what I could have done better. This is just what I found. Dancing. A fun form of exercise is to dance. Just doing whatever feels good to you. You don't have to look like Michael Jackson. You don't got to look like Prince. You can look like a dying duck. I don't care. Dance. The CDC says that 2.8 million older people are treated in emergency departments for fall injuries. So coming back around i read it i've read it opposite because i really wanted to get you intrigued on the 2.8 million it's cardiovascular it's increased your stamina strengthens your bones and muscles but it'll help older people keep their balance a 
Cochrane Review examined 94 studies involving almost 10,000 people that dancing three times per week seemed to improve balance in in elderly. Now, now that sees seem to be improved, but hey, guess what? If you ain't old, dance. If you like dance, if you don't like dancing like me, I don't think I'm gonna be dancing. I'll find something else to do. This is pain-free, energizing workout, but specifically, does dancing keep us healthy? Well, I would assume so, because you're gonna be happy if you're dancing. If you're dancing sad, then you should probably check why you're dancing. Gardening is good for the brain. This is number two. Gardening may not initially seem like exercise, but studies have reported a wealth of unexpected health benefits are associated with keeping your garden in order. Firstly, the simple act of pulling weeds, planting, and reaching for tools contribute to subtle form of aerobic exercise. That seems like a stretch to me. Which we know helps work muscles and boost strength, stamina, and flexibility. So it's the whole, if you're reaching for something, it's going to stretch your muscles, which is good. But I don't know. I mean, if you're relatively healthy, you're already moving. No offense. I'm not I'm not discounting my own research, my own notes, but I'm just saying. Pick up more than a three pound bag. That'll be that'll be some exercise. Also, being outdoors is good for you. You get vitamin D, you get the sun, you get the fresh air, and you don't got to be inside. A 2014 study published in the Journal of Public Library of Science found that gardening and regular cycling reduced the likelihood of vitamin D deficiency in elderly people. If you're old, go garden, you'll get the sun, you'll get vitamin D, you won't be part of the deficiency and you get to do it yourself. Both gardening and DIY are linked with the reduction of risk of heart attack and stroke up to 30% in a 2013 study conducted by, I'm not even going to try and say it because it's a name I do not know, but it was from Sweden, so you can Google that one. It's a really good idea. I started a little mini garden. I'm having some fun. It's inside right now in my little starter pack. And it's really cool. I come home. I saw one plant double just over over the eight hours I was at work, I saw tomato plants go whoop and then just sit there. So it was really cool just to see. You get to, it gets in your mind and say, what's what have they been? How long have they been growing? Writing, a wonder for wounded healing. Truly, sitting at a desk with a laptop or pen and paper can't be good for you for your health. That could be true, especially the way people have been sitting too much. Anyways, prepare to be shocked though. Writing has been linked to a number of mental and physical health benefits, including the improvements of memory, stress levels, and sleep, among other things. Several studies, for instance, have found that writing their experiences have helped cancer patients come to terms with their illness, helping the patients withstand stress and potential contribute the improved physical outcomes. Overall, writing is a great tool for self-expression, and self-expression helps relieve stress and anxiety. All while jer- I don't need to talk about that. There's also social benefits for writing a public audience. Blogging, for instance, can help people forge new relationship and build community in their interests, which is why I have my blog, why I have my podcast, and why I'm on social media. Next one is music is medicine. Music. If you haven't, if you 
playing music, listening to music can both benefit your mental and physical health. In 2013, Medical News Today reported on a first large-scale review of research papers studying music influence on the neurochemistry that's in our brain. The review suggested that the music can boost the body's immune system, lower stress, anxiety, and ease depression. Among patients awaiting surgery, listening to music was found to be more effective, increasing anxiety than prescription drugs, and listening to and playing music was linked to lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol. To get an idea of some of how much music excites our brain, another study in 2011 also compared the brain's response to music with its reactions to food and pleasurable feelings derived from all three driven by the release of a neurotransmitter, the good old-fashioned dopamine that we all hear about. Let's unleash some dopamine listen to some music you can get really good at that it'll help release your stress it's a good hobby pick up a guitar pick up a drum set kids go ask your parents for a drum set i'm just kidding but if you want to play the drums there's electronic pads now you don't hear all the music you put your headphones on you go to that world of drumming and you just bang out a a nice tempo (laughs) moving on though Pets, good for the heart. Pets of all types can make wonderful companions, and they will help us to be healthier in many ways. According to the CDC, if you believe them, owning a pet may not only provide opportunities for exercise, outdoors activities, and socialization. can also decrease your blood pressure, cholesterol levels, triglycerides, and feelings of loneliness. Let's figure out how this translates into wider health benefits. Bear in mind that these factors can help minimize the risk of having heart attack. However, a 2013 study questioned whether the association between pet ownership itself is directly linked to the lowered risk of heart disease among pet owners that had been reported in previous studies. Pet ownership, particularly dog ownership, is probably associated with the decreased risk of heart disease, said the study author Glenn N. Levine. It may be simply that healthier people are ones that have pets, not that having a pet actually leads to or causes reductions in cardiovascular risk. So what it's saying, which I read to you, is saying that Healthy people have pets. Now, that's not always true. Of course, there's always a chance that an unhealthy person hasn't. So, again, I'm no doctor. Consult your local physician. But after you consult your physician, come back. Let's go over the five again. Dancing, really good. Get out there, bust a move. Gardening, go out there, plant. Till the ground. Water the ground. Watch the plants pop up. Take some pretty pictures. Put them on your social media. Join a gardening club. Join a picture club. You can do both. Gardening and picture club. Bam. Wildlife. Was that still life scene? Writing. You can write about your garden while you're dancing. Hey, music. Play the music while you're writing and gardening and dancing. You see, they're all kind of interconnected. Pick a couple. Pick one. Pets. Your pet can dig up your garden, so it makes you have to go back to your garden where you don't dance for joy, where you're going to write a sad song about your dog in your pickup truck. No, I'm just kidding about that part. But seriously, there's been a lot of information here today. Take some of it. Cultivate some of it. Dance with some of it. Write some of it out. Make some music out of some of it. And if you have a regular hobby that you enjoy, why not spend some time thinking about how you might be able to apply your hobby-related activities to improving your health? So, 
maybe one of your hobbies can save your life one day. Who knows? And if you're thinking about taking up a new hobby, then we hope you we hope you do. Like, I don't hope you do. I hope you go out, find a new hobby. If you already have a hobby, I hope you get back into that hobby. Because the last year or so, pretty sure you probably slacked off on your hobby. I mean, you were stuck inside your house for six weeks at least, minimum. You fell away from it. You didn't want to. The Ben and Jerry's call to say, hey, I'm in the freezer. Come eat me. Get up off your seat. Go outside, take a walk, write a book. I don't care if your book's not any good. No one's going to read it anyways. Write another one. Make a whole sequel. Maybe it will be the next Twilight. Who knows? But thank you for joining us today. Remember, go out, get a new hobby, have some fun, get a public hobby. Hey, you already got a private one. You don't like people? Put yourself out there. You might change the world someday. Have a great day. Thank you for joining the podcast today. Have a wonderful week. Check out our social media pages at The Chris and Co Show at Facebook, The Chris and Co Show at YouTube. The blog site is thechrisandcoshow.wordpress.com. You can also find us on Instagram at The Chris and Co Show, all one word. I'll put together, put it up in the search bar, and give us a like and follow.